This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The future's always scary, isn't it? I think it's going to be really scary once Big Ben retires. Depends, Tom. Does it depend? Who will be there to replace him? Who will be there to replace him? And I think that's going to be the topic of this entire episode of Steelers Standard. You're on either Steelers Nation Radio or if you're listening to the podcast at Steelers.com, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts at. Make sure you download and subscribe. But Ben Roethlisberger, as we all assume, will be done after the 2021 season. There was maybe some speculation that 2020 would be his last season, but we all know that that is not the case. I don't think there's any question that he'll be hanging them up, though, after this year. Do you guys? Who, Ben? Yeah. No. You think this is it? This is it. This, this is has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Has to be? I don't know if it has to be. I think it has what if ben, to like, be. Rolls the, out the, in, like, a the Chicago whole... Bears jersey next year or something like that. He could do that, I guess. But you think as far as the Steelers concerned? So, it's yeah. after this year, it's I over. mean, the Steelers would be very, 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 very foolish to bring him back one more year. Well, if this Unless is he, la- if he can win a Super Bowl, maybe that changes. Well, if this is your last year with a quarterback that's a future Hall of Famer and is going to be playing with the aspiration of getting back to the playoffs this upcoming season, then you're not going to be picking low in the draft to take your next quarterback of the future uh, in the 2022 NFL draft. So that would mean that the guy who's going to start after Big Ben decides to hang him up is probably either on your roster right now or you better go and get him on your roster real soon and one guy whose name is all of a sudden out there as a popular trade target is Sam Darnold because the Jets, sitting at number two, pretty much every sign points to them taking one of the quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. Most of the signs pointing to them taking Zach Wilson. So Sam Darnold, maybe at a cheap price, could be available. The rumored price that's been floated out there is a third-round pick, and if you're the Steelers, floating a third-round pick for Sam Darnold isn't exactly the worst thing kind of thing out there it's not giving no. too too much too much excuse me no i mean if it's just a third round pick um i know you don't want to give draft capital up this year because of the fact like hey you know there are some you know there's still some holes that you have to fill um in in some way shape or form and you don't want to give capital away but at the same time you have to understand the fact that this is going to be ben's last year in the black and gold how do you um, you know, you, you have to make sure that the quarterback position, um, you don't miss on it, right? I mean, look at the Steelers' history over the last, uh-huh. you know, so many years. There was Bradshaw, and then there was that big lull um, of finding that next, uh, you know, franchise guy. Yeah, there's only two heirs of quarterback right, in Pittsburgh. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I know Cordell Stewart took them to an AFC championship game. But, you know, you can get hot in the right scenario and things like that. But there's only two guys that have really been through the tests of time for the Pittsburgh Steelers playing quarterback, and that's Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. So you need to try to make the next guy the heir apparent. You need to try to make finding that guy as quick as possible. I know that's easier said than done, and I know that hypothetically this trade scenario and bringing Sam Darnold in probably won't happen. But if it just costs a third round pick, like I do that in a heartbeat. And if it means that Darnold sits behind, sits behind Ben this year with the understanding that, Hey, once this year is over, dude, it's your team. And you know, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, don't like Sam Darnold and and don't think he's a great NFL quarterback, but let's be honest here. He's playing for the New York jets. I mean, they've been a dumpster fire since he's been brought in. They kept Adam Gase for longer than any NFL team would have done. So, and it's just, uh, you know, a question mark, like, 
you know, can you really judge Sam Darnold based on what he's done in New York? I think it's unfair to him because if he's, you know, say if he was drafted by the Steelers or I don't know, the Chiefs or a team like that, like, would his situation be different? I, I think it would. I think it's interesting to see that Ben, when he when he starts this year uh, in week one, he'll, it'll be his 18th year spent with the Steelers, and that's the longest time any one quarterback has spent with one team for their entire career. And then you look at Bradshaw, who also spent 14 years here. So, I mean, 14 and 18, someone do the math for me. That's, 32. what, 32 years? I mean, and that's dating back in a, in a 50-year period since the start of 1970. So that's majority of that time is only two quarterbacks. I mean, that's almost as impressive as the Steelers having three head coaches in that in that time period. So I don't know if Darnold could be the guy, but at least, you know, he could be someone that could just – do the job enough or to maybe buy time for the next guy. or But you don't want the next guy after this guy to be the one because you want to win now. And 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 there are a lot of teams out there that are willing to tank or, or start over and throw throw everything out the window and, and restart entirely. But the Steelers aren't that kind of team, and they weren't even that kind of team after Terry Bradshaw left in, 19, in 1983, 1984. And, you know, it took them from that time that he left another 12 years or so for them to get back to the Super Bowl once he left. But the Steelers were ready to win even without Terry Bradshaw there starting, you know, in the mid-80s, even though they didn't have the best team. So it's ups- it's going to be frustrating uh, for the Steelers fans once Ben leaves, even if there are people out there who are saying Ben shouldn't be here this year. He's not the best thing for this team right now. But with a win-now mentality, the win-now has to come most easily with Bennett quarterback and it's just a it's just going to be a trial and error process until they find the right guy so Kellen you said you would do the third round pick for Sam Darnold Jacob you would do the third round pick for Sam Darnold yeah I would see I don't think I would I don't think I would give up that kind of draft capital because if you're going to bring Ben back you're saying you want to win with Ben now and I understand the third round pick with Ben but then on the other side of the coin the Steelers barely play rookies anyway, so how often are you going to draft a third-round pick that's going to end up contributing and playing a big-time role in your team? Now, I know Alex Hydesmith played a role towards the end of last season, but that was mainly right. because of injury. injury. So, you know, usually the Steelers don't like to just throw rookies into the fire, especially if it's a third-round pick. So how much is a third-round pick going to really help Ben this year as right. far as winning this I year? I mean, but then it could. It could, and also – Maybe you don't need to give up that third-round pick to get a guy like Sam Darnold because maybe you already have that guy in the same kind of mold on that roster in, in Dwayne Haskins. And you maybe, might. You know, that's a first-round talent just like Sam Darnold in a bad, historically bad, <laughs> uh, not as historically bad as the Jets. They had, they have three Super Bowls to their names, and they've had a, a nice run, the Washington football team. Um, but, you know, not a great stable situation as it stands right now. And he never really was able to get his feet wet. He gets drafted. Then there's a coaching change right after he gets drafted to Washington. You know, Gruden, the guy that drafted him, is gone. And then Ron Rivera's in, so he's not Ron Rivera's guy. So maybe he just needs a little bit of a fresh start. But, you know, I don't see much difference in Darnold and Haskins as far as their pedigree and kind of the way the NFL has chewed them up and spit them out so far. So maybe you don't need to send that third-round pick to the Jets because – 
you already have Dwayne Haskins on your roster, and he's the guy that's going to step in under center once Ben's done. Possibly. It, it could. And like Possibly. Jacob said, you know, that could be your bridge guy. Um, you know, that could be, you know, I don't think that you are you have a franchise guy in either Darnold or, um, or Haskins, but it could be a bridge guy that, you know, that you can keep until you find that next guy and still be competitive and still win. Uh, I think that could happen with either one. I'm not saying that it's a guarantee either way. Um, but, I mean, when you look at Darnold, I mean, it's tough because, like we said, his situation has been so bad. And I just saw this stat. It's pretty astonishing. Um, 40-yard touchdown pass throws for the Jets last season. Joe Flacco had two. (laughs) Jamison Crowder had one. I forgot Joe Flacco. And Sam Darnold had one. So he was, what, tied for second on the team for 40 uh, 40-yard touchdown throws last year, and the backup had more than he did. Now, I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything, and that doesn't – but I saw that stat, and I was like, oh, holy smokes. I mean, that's – that's you know, that's pretty crazy. And then you look at the Jets, too. Like, you know, they're sitting at two, and, and apparently um, the Niners, when they made their, 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 um, their trade up to, what, three, um, they tried to talk to the Jets, and the Jets weren't having it. I mean, there wasn't a deal out on the table. They didn't offer anything, but the Jets weren't moving out of number two. So – I mean, like we kind of had the conversation with the Niners, that tells me for sure that they're taking a quarterback and it's probably going to be Zach Wilson. Um, you know, and and if they do that, um, it, it's just, you know, I, I think it's tough because I think Darnold, you know, can play in this league. But at the same time, Zach Wilson's an intriguing prospect. And if the Jets do do that, um, they would be the first team in the common draft era since like 1967 to select two quarterbacks in the top three overall in the in a four-year span. That's pretty nuts. Oh, see, I was going to say what about the Cardinals, but I think they took Josh Rosen in like nine or ten. Yep. So I guess that doesn't apply to them. But, I mean, it would also just be very un-Jets-like for them not to take the bait, the, the sexy pick, the quarterback that everyone is saying should go number two to them. I mean, they were poised to take Trevor Lawrence until they decided <laughs> they wanted stupidly that they wanted to win a yeah. game. Right. I mean, there came that one miracle play against the Raiders where everyone thought that the Jets' uh, just, just winless season throw was— Throw the white flag up and say we're done. But the Raiders had that miracle play with the Jets' worst defensive play call maybe ever in, in NFL history. And, but still, they managed to win two games, which is one more than Jacksonville did. So, I mean, I think if— the Jets were sitting at number one easily. They'd be they'd be laughed out the door if they didn't take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. So maybe it makes it a little bit harder the fact that they don't have Lawrence as the guarantee. But I still think they they got to take Wilson just because things didn't work out with with Sam Darnold and a lot of that's on Adam Gase. But a lot of that can be just contributed to Sam Darnold and maybe he's just not a good fit with the team. Yeah, and you know. You've said it before, Jacob, I think, that Matt and Dale have said on their drive. That the NFL's perspective on Sam Darnold is a lot different than the media's perception. The media's perception is that he is an NFL-ready quarterback who can lead any team to a playoff position if they have a capable team around him. And that's not what NFL teams are saying. NFL teams are apparently much lower on Darnold than the media perception is. That's what Matt and Dale have said. Which is very interesting, I think, you know. Maybe that's what maybe would drive his price tag down a little bit, and maybe that's just something that, you know, maybe it's not the Jets. Maybe it's just the guy, Sam Darnold, that just doesn't have what it takes to play quarterback at the level, uh, this kind of level in the NFL. But, you know, 
someone's going to take that bait. Someone's going to absolutely going to make that trade. Someone's sure. going to float that third round pick out to the Jack or to the Jets, and they're going to have Sam Darnold on their team. Now, I don't think the Steelers should do it, but it is a very attractive landing spot for Darnold. And uh, as far as the Steelers are concerned, if you want to kind of rehab a project like Darnold, now is the perfect time to do it where. You can bring him in, and Ben's probably going to feel the less threatened he ever would than if you were to go out and trade a third-round pick for a quarterback with Darnold's pedigree in the past because Ben knows there's no chance he's not going to be the starter this year, and he knows he's not going to be back next year. So it's the perfect time to bring in the guy, sit behind Ben for an entire season, maybe he gets his feet wet with a Steelers uniform on because Ben is injury-prone. He has to step in for a game or two. Uh, or for a couple of downs even uh, throughout a game. So it's the perfect time if the Steelers wanted to strike, and they should strike now, but it's important that they don't overpay for it. That yeah. would be a big problem. If they were to give up like a second-round pick or something that's like that, that's a lot. That's too much. Yeah, that's, that's a much. lot, for especially for a guy that's not going to play this year. Uh, and if he does, something has gone catastrophically wrong um, and, and bends out for the year, and then all of a sudden, well, we're going to run 2020 back, doesn't exactly look all that good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And, and like you said, you know, I think the price is too high to pay either way. I mean, I would do it if it was brought up to me, but I do understand why this move probably won't take place. And it is the fact that, you know, uh, a third round pick as much as it, you know, might not help right now. Um, you know, they, they can pan out. And, and I think that's more important than taking a guy who probably won't play a meaningful down this year. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky just because how much do you really value that third pick, that third yeah. round pick, or the other, maybe you throw in there, the additional fifth round pick? I mean, how much do you trust Kevin Colbert to master or to work his magic in this draft without those two picks? Yeah. I think that's another thing you have to consider because I think Kevin Colbert's been one of the better, if not the best GM this league has seen since he's he's really taken over, uh, at least in the past decade for sure. So I think with his abilities, you could say that maybe that's why Kellen and I are, are a little more comfortable because we can acknowledge that, that maybe even without this third or, or fifth round pick, you know, Cobra can still come away with a, a good enough draft class to help this team. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'm not someone who's sitting here thinking that a middle losing a mid round draft pick is it's, something that's yeah, it's the end of the world. Yeah, right. It's just maybe world, maybe we're saying this year because of how much help the Steelers need in so many different places. Exactly. That it's it's a big price to ask. Maybe any other year you'd be willing to give up that third and fifth. Well yeah, what if it's a twenty twenty two third and a twenty twenty two fifth and you don't have to right. give up any capital from this year's draft. And who knows, maybe Donald's a jet through the draft. That you might happen, I mean? sure. Right. Although, if you're the Jets, if you draft Zach Wilson, your price is only going to go You're only going to get right. a fifth-round pick probably for, for Sam Darnold. Because right. yeah. now everybody knows, like, hey, there was at least a little bit of doubt that you might not take a quarterback and maybe take it's Penny a, Sewell with the second overall pick and you go with Sam Darnold. But maybe it's a draft day deal, which would be really exciting. I think we should. We're due for a pretty big draft day deal. Yeah. I know the Steelers had a pretty big one a couple of years ago when they drafted up to get Devin Bush. They they shook things up in the draft. And we've year. already seen one with Miami, Houston, and Philly. Yeah, but I want that on. Like the Steelers traded up to ten to take Bush right. on no. draft oh, day. I'm it sure was we'll like, see. Oh, it was I'm like, sure whoa, we'll see the Steelers something. all of a sudden. So. I'm sure we'll see something. There's never a year where you don't see something on draft day. Yeah, absolutely. So. 
hopefully that that happens uh, this year as well. It always make things very exciting uh, on draft day. But looking at the guys on the roster right now, Dwayne Haskins versus Mason Rudolph. Wouldn't you say that uh, Mason Rudolph has less of a chance to be that bridge guy that going to be the starter for at least one season once Ben hangs it up than Dwayne Haskins? I, I feel like the Steelers taking the flyer on Haskins is a pretty big sign that, A, they're not going to re-sign Mason once he is eventually a free agent after this year, I believe, when his contract's yeah. up, and B, you know, they didn't trust him anyway, so they go out and they get a cheap guy in Dwayne Haskins that they can kind of just recycle and bring in, and it doesn't really have any risk attached to it because they can cut him at no cost to the cap, whatever, whenever they want. But, you know, I think it's going to be coming into camp this year. Rudolph will have the second spot on the depth chart, but it won't be long, and it probably won't be tough for Haskins to move up. No, and I think that, you know, I think the writing is a little bit on the wall there for Mason. And, you know, as I've made I've made this point on the show before, it's kind of unfortunate for Mason Rudolph because, you know, I don't know if the Steelers really envisioned Ben playing this long. Um, I don't know if that was the thought process when they drafted Mason. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a little bit unfair because, you know, he's, you know, been here for, what, four years now or this will be four years, whatever it is. And you really don't know what you have in Mason. I think that's kind of the um, the biggest thing here is like you really don't know what you have, and, and um, you know can you can you um, can you resign him? Can you uh, bring him back not knowing what he is? And I, I mean, then again, I don't know if you know what Dwayne Haskins is, but Dwayne Haskins was a first round pick in this league. Um, I think there's a little bit more stock in in him than there is Mason Rudolph, but. I don't think that the Steelers are going to bring Mason Rudolph back, but it's tough because, like I said, he's only played, I don't know, 12 games, 12 meaningful games in the NFL. Can you really judge what he is? I don't know. Not much. But I don't think, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a tough situation for Mason Rudolph because, like I said, he sat behind Ben and he's only played in 12 games in his NFL career. It's tough. But to your point, Tom, I mean, if you had to make me pick right now, like which one would elevate to two, I guess it's probably Haskins. I don't know. Really? I thought you were going to say, despite all that stuff you just no, said I about just, Mason, you were still going to go with him. I just don't think they're going to bring him back. I think that's my biggest thing. And if you know, if Haskins stays out of trouble and he doesn't cause any ruckus, I mean, you control him for two more years. Well, the I only like trouble we saw Haskins get in was COVID-related. Right, right. So hopefully with a non-COVID-plague season next year, he doesn't really make the headlines off the field. So, And I agree. I think just purely out of age and what you've seen it seems that Haskins has the higher ceiling and not being and not being in Washington could help him I mean we've seen what Mason can do with the Pittsburgh franchise and it hasn't been great but it hasn't been a lot we've seen what Dwayne Haskins did with a Washington franchise you know before Ron Rivera really had time to mold it into his team when it was still very much a, a Dan Snyder-led organization in Dan Snyder, not the most favorable or, or you know, positive guy to have around a team. I mean, people close to the team, fans I'm talking about, are, are not big on Dan Snyder as the owner of the team. So maybe get him onto a, on, on a team that has a standard set for itself, and maybe Dwayne Haskins could be the guy, but... In all likelihood, between Sam Darnold or Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, I don't think any of these guys are going to be the next guy, the next real guy 
Yeah, you don't you in don't that, think that there's that term, no. there's any chance at all. No, there is, but I, I just don't think it's it's likely. There's a chance. There's always a chance for anything is possible. Anything is possible, Kevin Garnett. You're absolutely right. <laughs> hey, I don't like ref- referring uh or referencing Boston teams here. Let's let's give this a Boston free zone over here. I I just think that you know there was a reason that they went out and they got Dwayne Haskins. It's probably because that when they were in the draft war room on the draft that Dwayne Haskins was taken for Washington, they really liked him, that he was very high on their draft board. And unfortunately, just due to circumstances where Haskins was picked and where the Steelers were picking, there was just no chance that he was going to be there whenever the Steelers had any kind of a pick that would make sense to at least use on a quarterback where, you know, these guys don't become available for as cheap as Haskins did. And, you know, you could say the same thing about Darnold, I guess, to our previous conversation, but at least with Darnold, there's still some draft capital that you got to float over that way to acquire him. With Haskins, he was just sitting on the free agent right. pile and you were able to bring him in. So it could be a really just, you know, we could be sitting three, four years from now talking about Haskins starting in his third season as the Steelers quarterback. It could and, be. And they're playing pretty well, not Super Bowl contender level. I don't want to get my hopes up there, but he's at least holding the fort down and having that defense, you know, as Minka and TJ continue to play through their prime, play at a very high level, and the Steelers could continue to be competitive. And like Jacob was kind of saying, not really truly bottoming out. And, you know, I don't get that hype or that sense from Mason Rudolph at all for being that kind of guy. And maybe it's just my you know, the unknown surrounding Dwayne Haskins that makes me feel that way about him. Yeah. But, and maybe I sound like an idiot right now. Maybe I will sound like an idiot in a couple of years. But maybe, I just but. Think that the ceiling's higher for Haskins. And I get a little excited. Like, put it this way next year, if things really go to crap and Ben gets hurt, I'd be more excited to see Haskins step in under center than Mason. Than Mason. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I, I just think the, ex- I think the excitement level is definitely higher for him. And like I said, you know, I don't want this to sound like a slight on Mason Rudolph because let's be honest here, he is going to have a job in the NFL for probably the you know as long as he wants it as a backup at the very least as a backup because he's proven that he can play at this level. And I know that Haskins' numbers aren't great when he's stepped into play, even even when he started in Washington. But um, you know, I, I think the excitement because he was a first round pick is higher. And again. You know, like I said, Rudolph doesn't have that great of a, a resume. I mean, let's be honest here. I, I know that the, the Miles Garrett thing happened, and I know that messed with his confidence in the whole season, but he did get benched for Duck Hodges at one point. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not saying— Yeah, not the biggest ringing endorsement. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that, that, you know, Haskins is some world beater or that, you know, in similar situations, I mean, Haskins did get benched too, but— you know, Duck Hodges did start over Mason Rudolph and he played a, you know, a stretch of games over Mason Rudolph. I don't think, um, you know, I don't think that's exactly the, the nicest endorsement I could have of, of Mason Rudolph for sure. Yeah, no question. And that just tells you maybe it's time to move on from Mason as soon as if Dwayne Haskins can beat him out this year, right? Yeah, I mean, could happen. That you uh, could walk away from St. Vincent's and not have Rudolph on your roster? I don't think so, just because you don't want to only have Haskins as your guy next year when Bennett's gone. Is there any chance that, in either of your minds, before we wrap things up here, uh, 
would the only potential add to this quarterback room be through a trade for Darnold, or do you think there is a chance that later in this draft they take a risk on some guy no. like maybe a Ooh. Trask or a Mond? No. Maybe in like the sixth round if he's still there. Like an Ian Book from yeah. Notre Dame. No. <laughs> <laughs> you only said that to kind of piss Kellen off. I'm not, I'm not serious about Ian Book. but like Thank a Mond, God. What if a Mond was there in the sixth round? If he fell a little bit. An Erlinger, I don't know. No. Not I... Erlinger. You don't think so? No, that's the same as saying book, pretty much. I mean, you said book, though. I did. You said book to make Kellen upset, but you, you still did. said it. I think he stinks, but um, I don't. I don't think you can draft anybody. Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, there's too many needs, and I know, like you said, it's probably going to be late in the draft if you do take a quarterback with the Steelers. But that guy's never probably going to play a meaningful snap for you, um, and especially this year when you have too many holes, you have a lot of holes you got to fill, even if it is depth. Um, and it's a depth fill, you don't need a fourth quarterback on the roster right now. You, you just don't. So um, to answer your question, I think, yeah, I think Haskins is going to be the only addition to the quarterback room this offseason. I just don't want to go into next season with only one of those two guys. You know, I don't want Haskins to be the guy starting and be like, oh, I'm cool with that, but I don't want it to be only Haskins in the quarterback room, and then you get a – a backup's backup for Dwayne Haskins. I guess we forgot about Dobbs too. So I mean, yeah, I mean he's on the H- roster. Haskins but has at least one more ladder to climb. But, he's got to climb over Dobbs before he can climb over Rudolph. I feel like Dobbs is probably going to be the odd man out this year. After training camp, if yeah. Haskins comes uh, in, that's Saint, If Haskins comes into St. Vincent's and plays like Haskins, at least his talent talent says yeah. he could. He should beat out Josh Dobbs. Right. Minimal, you know what I mean? yeah, minimal effort should get him in. And, and that's kind of unfortunate because I like Josh Dobbs so and I. I think he's athletic. I mean, he's shown that. I mean, but I know he, he doesn't should be throw doing the ball, more things for the world. I agree. Man is a rocket scientist. Well, that's he true should be too. getting us to Mars, or he should be getting us to the moon instead of playing football. For God's sakes, I'm jealous. Your brain of that guy. should be used in a much better capacity yeah. for the human. Not if only you're, if your money making options are NASA and the NFL, you're pretty much you're too smart for the you're, NFL. You're you're too good for the <laughs> you're world. Too smart really, for this get out yeah. of here and go get us to Mars or something like that. Yeah, I hear you. So and you know Doc Hodges is not coming back because he's no he's, he's with the Rams he's with Stafford and the Rams boys right. with Wofford and Doc Hodges that's the backup three to Matt that's, Stafford. that's well, not a great backup room no that is not that uh, Sean McVay has there things are in trouble if Matt Stafford goes down in L A but that's gonna do it for this episode of Steelers Standard thank you as always for listening to the Steelers Standard whether it's on SNR. Or if you're tuning in via podcast at Steelers.com, you can download and subscribe to our podcast, uh, Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Steelers Standard. It should pop up. Just hit that download and subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. But for Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you next time on Steelers Standard.